What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to Tug of More. Welcome to Tug of More. <laughs> Last week uh, on the Tug of More, we had our Thanksgiving episode. Thankful conversation, and then we brought pie. But right now. From our Thanksgiving but really we just stole it from the kitchen at church. Yeah, no, so right now it's Wednesday, yeah. and so our student ministry youth group is getting ready to have a, what do they call it? Youth's giving. Youth's giving, <laughs> okay, youth's giving. It's like a play on the friends giving thing. And so Bailey, Bailey, uh, she- This pie. Bailey made pie, you and uh, she said she liked to make pie. I didn't know Bailey even knew how to make pie. Yeah, she does. So we demanded that she cut her <laughs> pie <demanded>. up <laughs> and to give it to us because we needed it as a prop. We said, can we please get a prop? And she said, am I allowed to say no? And we said, no. <laughs> and let me just tell you something. Whitney should never be allowed to cut pie. Hey, it's a hard. These, Bailey made these. You said cut a sliver and I don't Bailey know made these beautiful pies. And then Whitney went in there and it looks like a Sasquatch <laughs> cut some pie, pie pieces you out. You destroyed that? them. Um. Yeah, it was very good. Mukbang. Mukbang. I love pie. Golly, this is really If you good. guys are only listening to the tug of more, you're really missing out. Yeah, it probably sounds horrible because they the action, chewy. The action is on YouTube. Oh, man. Uh, so what's your favorite kind of pie? Oh, good question. I love, I like a chocolate pie a lot, okay. which I'm grateful for because it's here. I think coconut pie would probably be one of my favorite, hmm. but there's two different types of pies. And so I have to determine, am I talking about a fruit pie or am I talking about like a cream pie? Because those are different. Okay. okay. What? But I'm saying like, uh, I have to decide if I like, like a, yeah, a creamy consistency type pie or a fruit pie because I don't know, they're different. They're different to me. They're not the same. One is like this, like all, I don't know, has no structure. I don't know if any of this is going to be usable on the actual podcast. What? It's great. We're just talking. Why can are you I, getting. Can I tell my pie story that. I, Yes. Have you heard my pie story? Yes, you can 100% tell, tell your pie story. It, this is the tug of more. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever we want on tug of more. <laughs> so growing up in church, our church would do a fundraiser uh-huh. every Thanksgiving, and they would do a pie auction. Okay, but and, my church also same would do the same. And they still do it, actually, to this day. Maybe we should do a pie auction. Really? Bring back that old school. I'm telling you, my, vibes. my pastor's wife would make an apple pie and her husband will pay $1,500 for it every time because the money's just going to missions. It's not really for the pie. Right. So the Holy premise. Holy cow, this pie is good. So the premise of a church, Bailey, uh, Bailey needs a good man. Oh, we're going to do a Bailey auction? Bailey. Oh, she's yeah. Gonna, Bailey, she's going to get real Bailey mad. loves Jesus. <laughs> she does. She's beautiful. And she just proved that she can make some pies. So our pie auction does not just auction the pie, it also auctions, auctions the pie maker. The pie maker. <laughs> that, you get one date with the pie maker. That would get us canceled real fast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Robust. So my church growing up would do a pie auction mm-hmm. and people would bring pies and then you would bid on them, but all the money went to missions. Yeah. So like they got missionaries there, you know, and so it's like for a good cause, right. it's just kind of fun. It's exactly what my church did. And so they asked me to be the auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know nothing about being an auctioneer i'm just some kid and you don't know much about pie except and i don't know much like about pie. pies except eating right. them and so i'm just full of energy you know and so i'm up there doing my intro my intro welcome to the pie auction everybody here at trinity uh mount morris michigan so excited that you're here it's pie auction time who's ready to spend some money for missions on some pies yeah trusted we're ready we're ready to buy some pies I said, man, I w-, so i go over the table you one know. of your greatest moments of your life you're so yeah. excited oh, yeah. and sure. i got one of those mics that still has a cord on it 
Of course. And so I got the cord whipping back and forth. I, know, I was going to say, you're whipping it while you walk with Yeah, and so I'm like, like, man, look at all these pies. We got pies all over the place. <laughs> now, I have a plan in my mind of what I'm going to do. And I got to tell you, I was a little sheltered as a kid. I'm a little innocent. Ick. It's, yeah, I'm innocent. I'm a little sheltered. Oh, I just got a picture from Bailey that says y'all started something you can't finish, and it's all the people she's having to push away from the pie. No, in tell Bailey, <laughs> mi amo el jefe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and so uh, I loved The Rock. Yep. This Dwayne is The Rock Johnson. This is before he was, you know, an actor. He's only a wrestler. The wrestler, yeah. Straight eyebrow. Easton, go to this other camera. Go to my camera. The, the eyebrow, right? And so I'm all about the rock. I had the sideburns and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have a plan on what I'm going to do at this pie auction. I'm like, look at all these. We got apple pie. We got cherry pie. We got chocolate pie. We got Reese's peanut butter pie. But then I get into the peas. You know, we got pumpkin pie. We got a... Uh, Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel pie. <laughs> no, what's the one with the nuts? Pecan. We got pecan, pecan pie. Pecan. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to land it in one of the rock's things that he said now i'm a sheltered kid i'm a sheltered kid i don't even know what it means we got pumpkin pie we got pecan pie we even got some putang pie <laughs> i didn't know what it was i can't believe you but said i yelled that. i yelled putang pie in front of the whole church and the good thing is the old people didn't know what the junk i was talking about but all my friends fell out of the chair my friend jeff hadden well he watches tug of more jeff you know it's true he was there when i yelled putang pie and so so yeah, then we auctioned off some pies. Did you get in pies. trouble? No, my pastor didn't know what that was. Your parents didn't know either. No, they everyone. So nobody knew. No, only so, the, only oh, you and your boys. Well, yeah. you didn't even know at the no, time. No, I didn't even know until later because I was sheltered and honest and <laughs> not looking at pornography yet. Oh, and so, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Ridiculous. <laughs> so, Ridiculous. Like, so I didn't really have a full comprehension of what he was having. It was hilarious. And so, uh, so yeah, we raised some money for missions. What's your favorite kind of pie you didn't answer for you? Oh, uh, dude, there's not much. I, I'll tell you this. There are certain pies I don't like. Yeah, there was a <laughs> blueberry pie in there, and you said, I do not want any no, of that. No, I don't want blueberry. I like a good apple pie. Yeah. But for me, apple pie uh, has only wins a la mode. Yeah. So I need some. Uh, I need some. This uh, is what I'm saying. There's certain like context of pies, and it matters. Yeah, so I want some ice cream with my pie. So yeah. I really like apple. Uh, and then, yeah, a good, a good chocolate pie. But, you know, my mom makes this lemon pie. Good God Almighty. That's, yeah. That's the stuff. No, it's real good. so good. Okay. Well, uh, if you had Thanksgiving, didn't eat pie, that sucks to be you because pie is the best. And well, so, good job. Well, no. Yeah, good job. But it's a good The average American job. gains five pounds between Halloween and Christmas. Well, what you should do is lose some weight then you, when you gain it back at holiday. It's easier said it's, than done, ma'am. I know. <laughs> same, bro. I'm easier said than done. Just saying, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> okay, what are we? What, what are, are we, we talking about today? Well, okay. So, if you are new to the tug of war, mm-hmm. we, this is not a pie review uh, no. podcast. Um, yes, well, that would not be a but bad yes, idea. But yes, really, we're just two people. They're friends. That's right. That are also in ministry together. Yep. And feel this deep uh, desire, understanding, belief that God has called us to something great. Right. There's a, there's a tug, there's a tension, a fight between where we are and where we want to be. Yeah. And that's the tug of war. And so you have played tug of war, right? But if you're a type a, or even whatever the other types are B. driven the person, other. you're now playing the tug of more, right? Where you are and where you want to be. And we're trying to tug into it. Okay. I'm either going to have to eat this pie you just real eat fast it and talk. Yeah. But I'm, I'm distracted. You always tell me when we eat, when we eat and meet. So if we're having a meeting while we're eating, you always say, Whitney, friends can eat in front of each other. Cause I'm not good at it, but these are our friends. So we're just no, eating in the front worst. of it. We're just eating in front of if them. If we're having an eat meeting while we're eating. 
I just type and talk and don't eat. But wait a second. What? I'm the one who mostly types. I'm your secretary. <laughs> That's true. We have. We're we meeting have, today. Who typed? Yeah, I didn't even bring my laptop. Didn't even bring a laptop. <laughs> that was just because I was hungry and forgot. Whitney's just trusting secretary. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> you wish. I'm typing for myself. <laughs> Typos, no commas. Hey, it's good. All the things. Uh, so, wait, what are we talking? What we're talking today about? Well, we've gotten in this conversation lately, a lot because we're hearing it a lot, and I think it. What we're recognizing is for us, it was something that we couldn't fully identify. Uh-huh. We couldn't fully identify for us in our youth. Um, some hurt that was caused in our church setting. Maybe it was culturally, maybe it was some theology things, maybe it was some uh. misunderstandings of scripture, but there was some hurt that was caused in us um, in the churches, not even the churches we grew up in, but the yeah. church, big C church culture that we grew up in and then maybe churches that we've worked in and been a part of in the past and yet now we're identifying okay this has now become a buzzword church hurt has become a buzzword right now everywhere and you see people talking about it you were telling me today about somebody that Walk through church. Or are you going to be able to find it or what? No, no, no you're just, not. Oh, I thought you were going to find the post. My back pocket was. But like, we, I, it's a conversation we've been having. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm now forty. Yeah. Which means I'm not. Same a, almost. I'm not a kid. Right. Right. And so what's happened is I see generations of people I know under me, and they're all now recently starting to say the same thing. Right. I got people that are my age that are dropping out of ministry. Mm-hmm. Because of church hurt. And out of Jesus. And out of Jesus. Right. The relationship with God because of church hurt. Yeah. Hurt that occurred in the church. And I've got people that were like in their mid, late 20s, early 30s that are younger than me. Yeah. That they are ejecting from their calling because they were hurt in a church. Yeah. Now, we're not downplaying the reality of church hurt. No. So like, I know that we're here eating pies being kind of goofy and we'll probably hit a sugar high here any moment. Right. Uh, But, but we're not downplaying the severity of, right. Of church hurt. You've been deeply hurt by people in ministry, by church, culture, organization. I've been deeply hurt by, uh, I have not only been hurt. I am actively being hurt. Yeah. I not only have scars, I have knives currently wedged between my shoulder blades yeah. from last week. It's true. No, like it's honestly. True. No, it's, it's true. not it's not like church hurt is just this one time big explosive no. I was taken advantage of. It's not just that. It's yeah. just that people suck. Yeah. Yeah, but you just said the word that I think is an important piece of what people are not talking about that is causing this huge uh, movement of church hurt to be kind of detrimental to yeah the body of Christ to people's calling to their relationship with God and it's that people suck yeah not God doesn't suck no and the truth is the entire organization of church doesn't suck right it's just that church is run by people God has this very difficult job and that is to get his message of good news out through broken disasters yeah through those of us that's me who have fallen from from perfection and that's every human that exists like right we're his only option that's all he has i mean i guess that he could send angels down and ask angels to do the job But but that would not be free choice right so by the fact that we have free choice to choose god he, he's working with us. He's working with right. a B team. 
we're all a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> and so along the way, people have hurt us. Yeah. Where do we even start, man? Okay, so maybe we start here. If you are watching this and you've been hurt by the church, or maybe someone that you know sent you this sent you this link, yeah, because they want you to watch it because they know that you've suffered with some church hurt. Can I first, as a senior pastor, just say, man, I'm really sorry that that yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, that sucks. I'm sorry that you were taken advantage of or lied to. Manipulated. Or manipulated. Talked bad about. I'm like, I, yeah. I really, that's not lip service. I really am sorry that you're hurt. And like that those people did you wrong. Absolutely. And now at this age, man, I've, I've been really hurt in church. Yeah. And you know what? There's a, there's a, there's a list of people that would put my name hundred percent on the one who hurt them. Absolutely. Me too. And I don't think there's anything that's stressed me out or hurt me more than knowing that that's true. Yeah. There are people, um, that I know, uh, decisions that I've made that I've, I have hurt them. Yeah. And it's, it's my greatest regret. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but but I think it's important to to identify what you're talking about as a person. If you say, okay, I have church hurt, or oh, I have uh, been hurt in the church. I've been hurt by the church. I've been hurt. Uh, wh what was the hurt? What was it actually caused? What was the uh, circumstance identifying it? Because the truth of the matter is, if we just go from church to church to church because of our church hurt, it's likely the offense is just following us and that right. we're going to end up getting hurt again for one of two reasons. One, because people are people and they're going to disappoint us. But two is because we are people too. And so the people being hurt, if we don't deal with that, um, we're going to end up feeling hurt again. Once you have a bruise and you get hit, it hurts even more if you barely get tapped, but also then hurt people, hurt people. We're yeah. going to end up causing hurt yeah. and like it or not, uh, that's what happens if we don't deal with it. So I think we, I think it's important to talk about in a couple of different veins of like, what did it look like for you? And maybe we just share a couple of stories, but then how do you deal with it? What do you do to move on from it? How do you identify and separate the difference between people and God, people in the church, people in this great organization that I believe God really, I, be, I believe in the power of the local church. The only thing that Jesus left was the church. Yeah. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's the organization that he came, he established, he created, he sent his disciples to go and build. He said that, he said that because of him, the gates will not prevail against it. Right. Jesus is actively in heaven building the church. It's what he left. And he has to work with a bunch of scrubs down here. Right. And so because of that, we end up getting in tiffs with each other. You look at like a bunch of the New Testament letters that Paul wrote to New Testament churches. And back then, right. they start dealing with drama. You know, when it started, my dad said this to me the other day. He said that the, the drama in church started the minute it started to grow and money got involved. Yeah. The minute money got involved in the church. Remember, they had Paul's mm -hmm. talking about how you can't have these people feeding the who's getting the most money right. of the, the ladies with no husbands. And yeah. All the chaos started right. arising once it became an organization. Once money is now have to be distributed. Right. Yeah. 
And and it's hurtful. Yeah. Hurt happens. And I can hear the deconstructionist type people who are, are like, yeah, but does the church really look like what Jesus intended the church to look like back then when he left? And like, is it really supposed to be? But look, today, the church that we have is the church that we have. The way church is, is the way it is. And so like, well, for people who eject and are not a part of a local church organization because of hurt and then coupled with, well, I don't even think it looks like that. Hey, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, let me fight the deconstructionist just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, something I loved to do is to take stuff apart. Yeah. And my dad would go to like pawn shop and buy yeah. like a, a, radio. a weed eater. Right. Or yeah, <laughs> I took apart a camera and a radio. And you know what I was really good at doing? taking it all the way apart mm -hmm. but you know what i could never do put it back put together that junk back together right he would he, i remember him specifically yeah. give me this camera that had all these mechanisms in it and i took it all apart and i had all the gears and everything all laid out there's no way on god's green earth i could put it all back together so cool that people are having all these conversations deconstructing the question that i would ask is well then what would you rebuild correct because well, i don't careful, think careful if you're gonna take it all apart it's what you're saying like it is what it is yeah because you just so instead of tearing it all down yeah. maybe we should not defund right. the police no. but maybe we should reform the police no, right but, but, no i'm no, saying right. it's easy to just throw rocks when you've never built anything and so like okay cool the church is doing a bunch wrong right cool there's hurt in church okay well but let's not just deconstruct it and call it worthless but you just said it your let's, dad, let's work on rebuilding your dad it. would go to the pawn shop he, gave, he me, would go buy gave me something of no value. Something used that was broken anyway, yeah. didn't work anyway, had no value anyway. The church has value regardless of... Tons. The, I got the, testimonies the, for days of yeah, life changing. regardless of the hurt. That's why I'm like, I believe in the local church. I've been hurt in church, and yet the local church saved my life. Yeah. I, I believe deeply in it, and yet I understand that there are pieces that are not perfect, but there's so much value there. And so careful to unpack something. Your dad would have been ticked if you'd have taken apart the family camera. Oh, for sure. You were allowed to take apart the camera he got you at the thrift store that didn't work. Yeah. But if you'd taken apart the family camera that captures Christmas, yeah. bro, be careful yeah. because you're about to be in trouble. And I think that's the part of like, we're quick to tear it. Yes, we're quick to tear it apart and not understand the great value and great responsibility in trying to tear that apart, that you better be willing to put it back together. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on, keep moving. Let's start, let's start with some church hurt. Um, Bailey said something to me while we were stealing her pie. Yes. She said, she said, well, careful as you talk about church hurt, because really hurt is hurt. Yeah. So like, it's what you said, if you were hurt somewhere, you might be looking for an offense and like let me, i've got car dealership hurt right i've got restaurant hurt i talked about last week i got painter hurt a we painter got, hurt we my got car. painter hurt <laughs> right like every <laughs> dude i got hurt from best buy right they screwed True, me over right at&t man they've been stealing from me all the time yeah right. i'm saying we like we've got hurt all over the place right. so we have to be real careful to think that the church is microcosm of chaos that all I do is get hurt there. Wait a minute. All you do is get hurt everywhere because we live in a fallen world. Right. And people are a part it's of It's just all that, that our expectation of the church is that these are supposed to be godly people. Holy godly people. And if these are godly people, why would they do that to well, me? Well, then let's talk about that. Okay. Because that's the part I think I get a little bit, as you can see, annoyed and frustrated by it because... My sugar high is happy. Winnie's sugar high is... <laughs> oh, I'm a straight toddler that's going to throw a fit and then yeah. crash and go to sleep. Okay. No... 
I think that's what- And our pieces of pie were the same size, but as you can see, my body is much larger. My body is able to handle the sugar sugar consumption better than hers. So as you see, I'm not even phased, but Whitney is going to quickly spiral from the sugar consumption. Spool up in the spiral. Um, I think what you said is so important though, but we're all people and we all screw it up. Yeah. Are the people that hurt you willing to admit they screwed up? Are they willing to have a conversation with you? Are you ejecting from something without having a conversation? Mm-hmm. Are you ejecting without saying all your words? If you're not willing to say all your words, well then you're not following the biblical example of Matthew 18 yep. of how we handle conflict. And therefore, is it really hurt or is it offense? Offense and hurt are not the same thing. Offense is something that you do. I think Stephen Furtick said, we build a fence around ourselves, right? But, but real, offense is like something we hold on to to block out relationship from other people. I'm offended, I, I'm now not in relationship with you. But wait a minute, did they hurt you or did you just get offended and then leave without giving them the opportunity to even say anything or talk to you about it? And I think that's one I've seen so much lately that is just breaking my heart because I'm like, hey, I don't even think they know. I don't even think they know they hurt you. I don't even think they know. I know. I don't know. I didn't even know that I did that to you. Oh man, if you would have given me the opportunity to even just hear your side of the story and yet maybe due to COVID, maybe due to technology, maybe due to all kinds of things, the world we live in now is so afraid to have conflict and a Mm -hmm. conversation that my fear is that we're gonna live in a world that hurt and offended people, just hurting and offending other people. And what the real solution would be is just to have a conversation, so. Because if it's not dealt with, offenses only grow. They only grow. And so what people do is they get offended by a little tiny thing. Like the most extreme church example, right, is someone walked down the hall and the pastor didn't say hi to me. And yet we've heard that one a hundred times. And so that one offense, that I think anybody as a leader know that you can't say hi to every, I can't say hi to a thousand people every, like well, it's, not, not, it's not physiologically possible to say hi to every single person looking them dead honest and not. Yeah. But that one little fence undealt with, it grows and grows and grows and grows yeah. into a monster in us that wants to eat us. Yeah. It wants to, it wants to destroy us. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I don't want to. I no, don't wanna... I just think before we get into even the conversation of hurt, it's the understanding. Maybe what you're real mad about is something that you haven't talked to the person about. Yeah. And, and maybe they don't even know that they hurt you. And maybe they would apologize. Yeah. And no, if they maybe haven't... they're a punk and they never would. Yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, before we walk out around well, hurt, we have to be willing to have a conversation. Yes, sir. There's another piece too yeah. with that is the reality to accept our own uh, it takes Part. two to tango. Yeah. Our own, I had a lot of church hurt from a situation a lot in, in me. Yeah. And I talked to a buddy of mine and he said, Hey, Tristan, have you processed your, uh, input in this situation? And I was even mad at him in the moment when he said, I was like, what yeah. are you talking about? And he's like, you stayed. Yeah, you allowed yourself to be hurt. You allowed yourself to be hurt. Right. You didn't do anything. Right. You didn't get yourself out of it because of why. And he was like, so have you have you had a r- honest, honest moment of self-reflection of like why you stayed there so long? Have you had an honest moment of self-reflection about why you didn't do something earlier? Or, or yeah, why you even were a part of maybe why a part of Why you got into it, this situation. Some, yeah. Like I'll talk to people, they get fired from a church. And they walk away, they're, oh, they're so mad at the church that fired them. But have you taken like any, God, I feel like 
I no, want to be okay. so gentle with it. Have you taken but any have you, have you taken any yet? Have you taken any time to really examine like you're part of it? What was my part? Because yeah. maybe the other person is 80% wrong. Yeah. Okay. But have you done any work to admit you're, you're 20? If not, then you're living in a delusion. Well, it, it's relationship. I mean, and so for a while I was living in a delusion. It was all the other person's fault. Mm-hmm. It was mostly theirs. Yeah. Right. But, but it was, a, but there but, was still part that you held in. But yeah. the reason it got as bad as it did was on me. Right. Cause I already knew it was not right. I already knew a change needed to happen. Right. I put a person on a pedestal higher than I should have. I made an idol out of another person mm. that I shouldn't have. Right. I thought this person was going to bring me to success. And if I stay close to this person, I'm going to find success because of this relationship. And so I'm going to be disobedient to what God's speaking to me and stay close to this person. And if I stay close to them, then I can succeed. And that's why I got as hurt as I did. But until I could really understand that I allowed myself to stay somewhere unsafe because of bad motives in me, I was only blaming them. Right. And when you can stop only blaming, what is the saying when you point one finger, you got three pointed yeah. back? You got one oh, point of the so devil, you got one point of the true. devil and you got three pointed back at you. Some of it's like no, some, some of it churches is on you. Well, you just admitted um, the underlying sin of what you just admitted. Like if yeah. we're just being totally whatever, yeah. it's just selfishness. Selfish. And selfish pride. pride. Like yeah. selfishness is a root of all sin that we really experience. And if we would just allow ourselves to be unselfish for a minute, we talked about it before with the empathy list, put mm-hmm. ourselves in their shoes or even just allow ourselves for one minute to go, okay, I had some part to play in this. Um, we could start to unravel that. What you said is so good that that then caused more hurt. You allowed hurt. yourself to be hurt. And like, sometimes we're, we're responsible for our own hurt and we don't even realize our own hurt we caused on ourselves. And yet like relationship is to people. Marriage, mm-hmm. Aaron and I have gotten in fights before where I am right, I know I'm right. But actually there's a piece of me that is 100% still wrong. Yeah. Like he might've been, uh, you know, 80, yeah, 85% at fault in the argument, but the way I responded or the way I was handling it or the bitterness I was holding on to or the whatever and vice versa. And in marriage, we have committed to be married forever. I ain't, I ain't changing. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't, none of that's happening. This is my man always and forever. And so in that we have a choice to make, we can live miserable or we can meet each other halfway. And like in, in church hurt relationship, church hurt, is because of some sort of relationship, whatever it is. Uh, it's not, you're not mad at the offering bucket. <laughs> you're mad at the usher holding the offering bucket. You're mm-hmm. mad at the person counting the money. You're mad at the pastor and the way he did the budget, whatever you're mad at about the money. It doesn't have nothing to do with the offering bucket. It doesn't have nothing to do with the safe it's stored in. Like, you're not mad at that. You're mad at the person. And so the hurt comes to a relationship. And if you're committed, you and I, we've talked about it before, are stayers. And we're people committed. Stayers. Stayers. Not starers. No, (laughs) correct. Not how you get to a second story. No, not stairs, climbing the ladder, but stayers. We stay put. We are planted. We are bloom where you're planted. Okay, watch me about to bloom. Like, that's who we are. And because of that, that's meant we had choices to make. We either had to be committed to work through relationship or be offended and cause offense everywhere we go. 
Go. You're, you're from Oklahoma. I am from Oklahoma. What are the tornado like numbers? Oh, like the the F1, F2, F3, F4, F5. Like yeah. F6 is like, whoa, you okay. did. Okay, so F6 is like the progressively oh. worse. Okay. Oh, yeah. So like in Church F5 Hurt. F5 is probably the bad, bad, but yeah. In Church Hurt, <laughs> like F5 is real bad. Yeah. But like, but like you could have evacuated. Or gone in the basement. Or yeah. gone in the basement. Yeah. Or you could have like parked your car in the garage or you could have like yeah. put plywood over your windows. I'm saying like, yeah, we have to or, just admit. Or moved to Texas. <laughs> yeah. We have to just right. admit. Yeah. Our, our part that if we stayed absolutely. in the storm or I don't know. No, absolutely. And At least that's what I had to learn. A big, a big absolutely. piece for me. Absolutely. It's huge. And that, and then the willingness to repair, the willingness to hear them out the willingness to and you've done that in in the in the relationship you're talking about it's not gonna be reciprocated not right now not unless jesus shifts not unless and like but what you could have done is then decided well every relationship is going to be that way for me mm -hmm. and held on to that and then you and i would not be able to do what we do not just me and you me and anybody well, and I know. that's why that's why people in ministry say they're so lonely is because they got hurt someplace right. And then right. because they got hurt someplace, they're going to get hurt every place. Correct. No, but I'm saying in the dynamic of closeness of relationship, yeah. it would have been very easy for you to put that same 100. offense on me and, and, and vice versa. But we had to determine, okay, if we're not going to be uh, held back, if we are going to go into the more that God has for us, have I ever offended you? Yeah. A hundred, like a hundred percent. She cut herself a bigger piece of pie than she gave me. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about some stories of people that we know that have been hurt and have ejected. Okay. And then let's tell some of our stories. Okay. And I think that we tell our stories chronologically. Okay. Because I think that they start young and we don't even know how they tie in. Oh, I see. Some origin story. Oh man. So like, I remember a guy who he's left the church mad. He was on our safety team mm -hmm. and this guy, um, I had went to breakfast with him a handful of times yeah. and I'd went and seen two movies with this guy cause he just was always asking yeah. me. And then one day he comes to my office and he's, he, uh, he's upset and he tells me he's leaving the church because while he's working as a safety team, I'm not saying hello to him or good morning or spending any time with him. And so I talked to him about it. Uh, and I was like, well, Hey man, we, I feel like we're buddies. Like, I feel like we've hung out and that on Sunday, you understand that all I'm doing is walking past you onto the stage and that that's not really a moment for me to like lock in and really, really focus. Yeah. I'm working right then. I'm, 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 in I'm work working. Mode. You're working. It's not like a what's up bro moment. Yeah. And so I would like dab him up or like, what's up, bro? You know? And yeah, you I remember rude and ignoring no, it wasn't it just, rude. It was just stopping and having conversations. He was so upset at me. That he, that he left the church. And as he's, as he's telling me he's leaving, he's saying, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. But then he starts crying mm -hmm. and he has tears running on his face and he's looking me dead in the face. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. I just think that you're not doing a good job. And so I can't be here anymore. And I started asking him some questions and it was all dad stuff. Yeah. It was all his dad didn't see him. And now he feels like I don't see him. And, and he left. Yeah. And he left the church with another guy. Um, we were doing some renovations on this building and uh, for our board, they wanted for us to provide for them the budget of what the yeah, renovations yeah, yeah, yeah. were going to yeah. cost. 
And so we had three or four different companies give us yeah. bids. Yeah. One of those guys was in our church and his bid was substantially higher than the other yeah. bids. And so we didn't go with him. Right. He was offended. Very offended. Very offended. He left the church yeah. and took his whole family with him. Yeah. We had somebody else. This one just happened. This is the knife that's still in my back. We had somebody uh, say that they think that I spend too much money on props that I use in my sermons right. and that it's not good management of the church resources. Right. So they left the church. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody tell me that they weren't going to give in the building campaign because at the last church they went to, this is like 15 years ago, the last church they went to, they sold a car and gave some of the money to the building campaign and then the pastor embezzled the money. Yeah. So because that happened way back then, they're not going to be obedient to what God's call. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I, I've yeah. got stories for days, uh, yeah. days. This guy that I, I mentioned, he was a youth pastor and I don't know what happened, but he quit his youth pastor job or got fired. I don't know what happened. And now he doesn't go to church. He doesn't take his kids to church. He's back. He's backslidden from his relationship with God. Yeah. I know another guy that uh, felt a call to ministry, was in Bible college doing all the things, but maybe wasn't as, God, this is heavy, but maybe wasn't as talented as he thought he was. Right, maybe needed or some like, correction and yeah, redirection needed, needed in his some life. More, some more training than yeah. he thought he did. He thought he was like currently Stephen Furtick preacher, right. but like was really a far way away from that. And so he didn't see like ministry success right. in man's eyes. And so he just quit. Yeah. And now he just stands from a distance and throws stones at a bunch of churches. Yeah. Hurt, man. Yeah, it's sad. No, it's so sad. And I think it's, it's no respecter of gender of of like age of yeah. uh yeah life choice like all the things we've had people offended and leave over small things had a lady like literally say i'm counting the amount of minutes it takes for people to say hi to me in the lobby yeah and i'm like well have you said hi and first and she's like well no i'm just standing here timing them and i'm like well maybe your face doesn't look very inviting but offended that they couldn't be connected other people who uh man wouldn't go to any of the available opportunities that we have around them and then say oh i just i just no one wants to reach out to me well no one knows you yet you know and we've had people that they they aren't in a life group they don't serve on a ministry team they come once a month they come late they leave early and then they go and have surgery yeah like and then they email the church two months after they had surgery and they say they can't believe that a church wouldn't take care of them and like how they a church should love them yeah. and and it was like we didn't even know yeah. you were going to have surgery yeah. like how how you have yeah. no community here you didn't even email us yeah. and so but then they they eject and what makes me the saddest you know is that they take their they take their kids with them 100% they take their family with 100%. them 100% yeah and so then now these kids are pulled out of real godly community mm. because of this this hurt. Right. No, now I, we're talking some of these hurts. Uh, if you're <clears throat> if you're listening, we're not belittling. No, that's what I was, yeah, the I'm reality sure. of like deep, real church hurt. Yeah. So exactly. we're not trivializing it. I know that a bunch of these examples are sound stupid. They're not all at that level. No, because uh, but some, but yeah. they start there. Right. They usually start there. Like these people that left for a stupid reason, they probably have a deeper story that we just don't know. Well, and what you mentioned, you mentioned the person like who the pastor embezzled. Like we have people that we know who 
um, man, got taken advantage of, that they got manipulated into a situation or into a season of serving um, where they were given hours of their life and being told that, you know, it wasn't good enough. They were being manipulated by a promise of a paycheck that never came or a promise of some, some things that never were intended by that person to give to them um, that now are not walking in uh, connection with God. And so like, there's real hurt. And I think for you and I, we talked about it. I feel this deep responsibility of like, for you and I, even growing up in it, it took us a long time to even identify it, that we were hurt and that mm -hmm. we had been hurt in that place because we so loved the church. But yet, as we're unpacking this idea, I feel this great responsibility to make sure that to the next generation, to others that are around us, that they understand you can be deeply hurt. Identify the hurt, point at it. That was bad, that was wrong, that wasn't right but we can then still operate in all that God has for us. And we can still find safety and relationship that's good yeah. and, and, and find a new way of doing something. And our hurt can either hinder us or help us step into what's next. And we, we can either get so hurt and hindered by it that we just stop and we don't push into anymore. Or we can say, hey, I'm gonna look at this, I'm gonna evaluate it, I'm gonna forgive it and let it go, but I'm gonna use it as an opportunity to teach me how to do better for the next generation, how to do better for the others around me, how to do better for the next relationship I'm in or the next church I'm a part of. And I think uh, that's a piece that to me is really important because like I said, you and I now have been able to work through our church hurt of people who hurt us, said horrible things about us, lied and manipulated about us, all kinds of things. But what we could have done was use that as weapons against each other. But what we've done instead is said, hey, I'm gonna put my sword on the table, you put yours, and let's figure out together how to help build a healthy place yeah. where people can come. We're still people. I'm still gonna mess it up. I'm still gonna For eat sure. too much sugar, talk too much, say too many words. But then how do we help build a place and allow for some conversation to help people heal and then step in more? Yeah. Super good. We've got to just be transparent about where we are and what we're feeling and then identify that that person who hurt me last time is not who is standing in front of me today. Yeah. But that's the problem is that your dad hurt you so badly that when you look at me, all you can see is him. Yeah, absolutely. Your mom hurt you. And we've had this with some of our staff, right? People that come in there, they have a really bad relationship with their mother. And what they do is they put their mom's face on your body. Yeah. And then any words that you say yeah. hurt them has nothing to do with you or how you're saying it and everything to do with their previous hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. They had another uh, um, masculine figure in their life say something that really hurt them. And so then when I say something and talk to them, they hear it as a nuclear bomb, but it never it didn't come out of my mouth that way. So what I'm saying is we have to really evaluate what, so good. what happened. Yeah. What was happening? Am I turning somebody into a monster that I don't know what's lesser than a monster? Am I making them a monster and all they are is just like a leader without enough, well, was without, it just, without like all the skills Was yet? it just a mistake? Yeah. Was it just an oversight? Was it just... I have walked by people in the hallway that I could have said hi to and didn't. Like, that's a silly one. Or what are the other like, extenuating circumstances? Yeah. Like... Absolutely. Are they a monster or was there just a lot going on and you didn't get what you think you should have 
should have gotten. Yeah, we didn't see the whole perspective. Maybe we didn't know the whole story. And I think there's some things like, there that we have to be willing to fight through. But bro, we live in a world that is really comfortable right now with being offended and with ejecting oh yeah. feelings, and canceling. Feelings are now truth. Right. And if I felt uncomfortable, then I'm allowed to say that that was an unsafe environment. If I felt hurt in the moment, I'm yeah. allowed to say that you caused me harm. And we have to decide um, as believers in Jesus, that's our context that like, hey, no, I'm not gonna live like that. I'm not gonna be held down and, and, and be uh, crutched in the rest of my life by offense. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And so people are gonna hurt each other. You've hurt me, I've hurt you, but do I love you more than the offense? Do I believe in what God's called us to do together more than the hurt moment that we walked through? Can I let it go and actually allow myself to be selfless in a moment and go, hey God, are, are you still able to do what, what you wanna do here? Oh yeah, okay, these are just people. We're all gonna screw it up. I love you, I'm sorry, let's move forward. Yeah. And yeah, I think what you and I so are seeing, I mean, we've had, we've had people that were, especially young people that are like serving and apart and they're, we say it a hundred, but it happens constantly. I got their name on a list about to give them a job. We hire somebody else and they get offended and leave because I hired somebody else and I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't know that you were next. You don't know that literally I was gonna call you. This, this, it's actually just happened. This literally just happened. We had a girl's name on the whiteboard in my office. And we're literally like about to schedule the meeting to, to offer her a position. But she got so mad that we hired. How many weeks before? Like three. Like three weeks before we're able to set up a meeting with her for this other position that she would have liked more than the one that. Because it wasn't the right fit. And that it's she like, got so bent on a shape that it wasn't her that she, she just left the church. But Left didn't have church. a real conversation, had a fake God's moving us on with the person, not even the person that she was like directly connected to, just talked and said, I'm out and left and pulled the people around her who were deeply and in, deeply involved and connected. And God had been doing so much in their life and said, we're out of here. And now whatever, I believe that God has grace and he's going to take care of them where they are. But it was heartbreaking because wait a minute, why didn't you just let a conversation be had? And I think for this, I'm, I'm nervous for this next generation or, or, or this new generation after COVID, after all the screens, after I don't have to talk to anybody in real life for two years, uh, that we're going to start living in this perpetual offense and ejection of like, I can well, just hide behind my screen. It's because, and I know it's going to sound cliche if you are more church people, but when you don't guard your heart, it's super easy to just get offended. Super and easy. this, this girl was unable to guard her heart. It, it just makes me sad. It makes man. me super sad. And was unable to guard her heart for three weeks. Or for a short amount of time. But which, which honestly revealed her heart. And then. Well, no, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Because what would have happened had she worked here? But it makes me sad when we allow, because it's what you said before, it probably started as a small thing. And if we could have just talked it out, had a little whatever, dealt with the offense. But instead now, um, and man, we've seen that. I've, in the last seven years, I've seen it more than seven times. I've seen it a bunch of times where uh, people just right so, before they're about to step into more, something silly ejects them completely. Something that uh, we went to a conference uh, called C3 yeah. um, at 
uh, Fel- Fellowship, Fellowship Church, Church yeah. and Pastor Ed Young said something, man, it's been seven, eight years ago. Yeah. He said that if you fire a staff member, you can expect that five of the people that were closest to them will also leave the church yeah. in 12 months. Within a year, yeah. And I was like, man, that's stupid. That's not true. That's, that's not going <laughs> we'll to happen here. We'll talk to them all. We'll make I'm, I'm good relationally. I'm going to deal with it before the... <laughs> every time. Yeah. But it's not always the five that you would think. No, right. We used to, we used to remember, we would make the oh, list yeah. of the five and try to have a conversation. And it's another five. Yeah. Now we don't waste our time. <laughs> and so what I would say to the tug team is guard yourself from being one of those five. Come on. Can I, because all yeah, you are, yeah. if you are one of those five, all you are is collateral damage of somebody else's unguarded heart. Somebody else's unguarded heart. Somebody else's offense. Who comes and says a bunch of junk to you about how yeah. past this and the church that, and they're just pulling some crap to try to get people on their team because they're mad. You listen to their offense, then you leave. You're going to miss something that God has for you. Yeah, but do you know what I will say is the greatest thing is when we see people do the opposite yeah. and we have lately i've seen a few that are willing to fight through it yeah and what what i wish and objectively look at what happened yes what i wish those who don't not emotionally right what i wish those who won't deal with their church hurt what i wish uh they could do is see the other side it's hard to have a conflict conversation it's hard to deal with some of the junk that's inside you. That's not an easy thing to do. It's yeah. hard to guard your heart daily when there's voices and other things around you. It's hard to let go. How many relationships have we had to let go of that were no longer serving us? Yeah. It's hard to let that go. But what I wish people could see is on the other side of that, the flourishment, flourishment, whatever, the, what, what God will allow, what flourishes in your life. And, and right now I'm thinking of two people that I've watched over the last year stick it out, really walk through it, deal with your own heart stuff in their own like heart and not allow someone else's offense to get on them. And I'm just watching them not just walk, but run into so much goodness that God's had for them. And I'm like, thank God, thank God that they didn't allow themselves to be collateral damage. And yet they decided what I need for me is more important than anything else. Yeah. It's really good. We've spent a lot of time at the front end more than I thought that we would, but I think that it's, I yeah. think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough because things are hard and people do hurt our feelings. Absolutely. You know, I think that I've talked to so many people and heard so many people say the phrase to me about how they were taken advantage of mm. or yeah. Yeah, taken advantage of, or like I burned out. And people would talk about how like they worked, the church worked me so much and they had me up there every night of the week and they didn't pay me. And there were all these hours. And there's a very real balance that we have to be aware of. Like, were we taken advantage of? Right. Were we misused? Many times, yes. Yeah. But the self-awareness piece is were we actually healthy in our relationship with God? Right. Were, were we abiding? God. Were we resting? God, you said it. Were we guarding our heart? Right. Were, like, were, were we, we using were we those praying? people for our own promotion? Were we praying? Right. Or were we only employees? Right. And so like, so every time someone will tell me that they're, they're burned out, I'm like, me too. I was too. 
and half of it was my leader's fault. Yeah. But the other half was mine. Yeah. Because I wasn't doing the stuff that I should have done. Yeah. No, it's true. I was not managing my stress properly. Yeah. I wasn't guarding my heart, so now I was bitter. I yeah. wasn't having healthy conflict with coworkers, so now I'm walking around all bent out of shape. Right. I'm not resting. I'm dealing with my stress with cheeseburgers, and so I don't feel healthy. Yeah. So like. Well, our so, self. Uh, yeah. So yes, I know this church hurt. So let's. So yes, some of it's on us. Some of it's on them. Well, our self-awareness, if we don't have it, self-awareness allows us to have empathy for other people. If we're unwilling to be self-aware, then we're, it's very difficult to be empathetic towards others because I'm going to put myself in their shoes. But if I'm unwilling to admit that I could ever have any fault or any be aware of my own self, then it makes it very difficult for me to actually put myself in their shoes. And so when I'm able to go, yeah, I screwed it up. But then I have grace for myself because I, I, I love myself. Oh, then I can have grace for them too because, okay, they screwed it up too. I've screwed it up. They've screwed it up. We're all people. And no, man, God, you said it's so good. The idea that like, what is my part in it? What am I responsible for? And then how can I be a part of this solution rather than just adding to the problem? I yeah. think that's the, we just want to put the badge of honor of church hurt. But if we could all just say, hey, We've all been there. We've all got church hurt. We've all been hurt. Cause why? We've all dealt with people and people hurt people. That's just life. Then we don't have to have this. I have, it's like cool. It's like it's become this cool thing that I've been taking advantage of. Golly, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody say to me, I feel like they're taking advantage of me. And then I say, well, have you talked to them about it? Mm. Have you told them I don't want to do that? You're or asking me to do too many things. I would not like to carry that weight or yeah, these, and they'll say, oh no, I haven't told them that. I'm like, you're well, feeling maybe you're feeling taken advantage of, but you said yes every time. Right. If you're saying yes, they don't know that you wish you could say no. They yeah. can't read your mind. Now, there's a difference though. No, there is. If someone's being lied to oh. and and manipulated. Oh, 100%. Because you might have said you might have said I can't do this anymore. This is too much is not what I'm called to do or whatever. And the person says, "Well, just do it for another 3 months cuz I'm going to pay you." I yeah. had somebody tell me that I was going to be getting paid $100,000 within a year. Right. I've been getting paid zero, right. but I'm about to be making $100,000. That's quite a jump. Right. And then I'm told that for five years. Right. Hey, man, it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. But we just have to do this other thing or spend this other money or add this other thing. And so for a long time, I was the donkey with somebody on my back holding the rope with or the string with the carrot dangling in front yeah. of me. But the carrot they were dangling was a mirage, a lie. Yeah. And so like if someone's lying to you and it becomes apparent over multiple lies that this is not truthful, then you've got to, you've got to ask yourself, okay, is it time for me to get out of this relationship? Right. Guard my heart. Don't get mad. Don't say every pastor out there is a liar and a manipulator. Well, no, no, no. That one might have been, but not right. every single how one do, is. I was going to say, how do you then deal with it, heal from it? Because you've allowed yourself to heal from it. The truth is you would not be where you are today. I would not be where I am today if we had not actually healed from the first deep hurt. So people got real hurt. Yeah. They've been working at a church and never given a Sunday off. Their, their son graduated from college and they got told they were the worst people for taking that Sunday off yep. to go to their son's graduation. Yep. People have been missing mom's funerals to, and all kind of stuff. Manipulated. Right. People have been uh, talked bad about and yeah, promised the world. And it, these are real things that have happened to people by other people in the church. So it's church hurt, but it's people hurt, whatever it is. How do you actually heal from it? 
and allow yourself to continue moving forward because it's really hard to step back into a similar painful situation. You've got to admit that you've got to admit that you experienced trauma. This is the hardest part for me is that I was unwilling to call my church hurt to admit that it hurt me. Yeah. Because I wanted to be stronger than what Jesus superhero. Yeah. I wanted to be Jesus superhero. So admit that the trauma happened, admit that it hurt you. Then you have to get scary, vulnerable somewhere. Yeah. If you can cry in front of no one, then you're not going to heal. Scary, vulnerable, like real, real, scary, vulnerable, honest, all the feelings, all the emotion, all the thoughts, all the thoughts yeah. to a safe place that has wisdom, right. not to just the lady who cuts your hair. Sorry, Tiffany. You can tell it's Tiffany. Yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany's worth telling. I'm saying not right. just to rando no, person, right. but like a guy, a person who loves you beyond the situation. A person that you know, like for may- me, I had to talk to somebody who didn't work at the church that I, I'm not crying. I'm joking. Talk to someone who's not on staff at the church you're at. Get a very different perspective that you can be ugly honest with, right? Yeah. Then you need to uh, either go to counseling or seek counsel to process some of those things. Yeah. And then you have to really repair your relationship with God. Because every time someone burns out, it's because they got no oil in the engine. Right. And so you've got to fast or pray or spend some real dead. I'm not talking about 15 minute. What's the Bible verse of the day on my Bible app? I'm talking about real abiding, get close to Jesus, yeah. healing time. He's the healer only if you lay down on his table. Come on. That you've got to get some time to heal. It's true. You you said, uh, uh, well, a lot. No, I, you just said a lot of things. So now, no, it's fine. I was trying to. Transparency, yeah. vulnerability, well, counseling. Well, you got to get vulnerable in front of someone that you know may say something that ticks you off like if you are like a good gauge is is this a person i'm vulnerable with who always agrees with me do they always just let me cry because sometimes they're wise people but they're unwilling to push a little they're unwilling to uh you know the bible tells us that like wounds from a friend can be trusted yeah. but some of us have friends that are not as good at wounding us they, they don't they love us they're or they're gonna coddle just because they know we've been through hurt but like the vulnerability, it's not just are they spiritually sound and are they full of wisdom, but but is it possible they're gonna say something that will check me? Do they do they have a pair? That is a way to say that for sure. Do they have courage? Do they have boldness? Do Absolutely. they have uh willingness? Are they to willing say to challenge me? So uh I don't know how how long we've been going or how much long in our temporary we've been going fifty minutes. <sighs> fifty five minutes? Okay, this is gonna have to be a two episoder. It's gonna have to be a two episode. Oh no, yeah. But I'll tell one story. And the next time we're, we're shooting a podcast, Okay, we're going to talk about some of our um, hurt progression. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of the death wounds that people are suffering from started in fine arts. Oh, God. Started as when young. You said, when you said we took longer in the intro, I was like, what? But I forgot that's where we're going. I got a lot and more. So, no, we got a lot more okay, to talk about so there. Okay, so point two to come. But back to this part about having a council that will really be there. I was reeling yeah. in hurt yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's true. Reeling in hurt. Yeah. But I was loyal to the person hurting me. Oh, right. And defending and not admitting that this what was- This is why was, you're still <clears throat> in the hurt. And yeah, not yeah. admitting what was happening yeah. was not good. But thank God, Rachel and I had real community. Yeah. 
thank God that Rachel and I had real yeah. community who loved us more than my title. Oh, for sure. And so we were all out at dinner one night and I would rarely, if ever, talk about my job at the church because these people went to the church. We would talk about Aaron's job and Which Rachel's job and but yeah. Whitney's job yeah. at the mall and all these other places. Right. And my community saw me not okay, yeah. saw me burning out, yeah. saw me spiraling. Spinning the dra- What's it called? S- circle, circle in the drain. Bowl. <laughs> circle in the drain. Saw me at dinner not there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not there. And um, y'all started asking me questions. Yeah, poking at you. Poking at me, asking me questions yeah. about what was going on in the church and what was going on in me. And I remember defending. Yeah defending the organization and leadership adamantly as I had been. Yeah, yeah. Until there was a moment it felt like you guys were asking me so many questions that I knew things were being mismanaged that it felt like I looked down at myself and I saw holes. Y'all had shot so many holes in me because I was standing in front of the things that were not going well, trying to protect it. Y'all shot me full so many holes that it was like you could see through me to what was actually going on in me. Yeah. You know what my 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 next line is, but what? No, go. And so somebody at the table. I just want to point a clarification after. And go. somebody at the table after dressing the situation down. But the the, clarif- enough- the point of clarification is it was not dressing the situation down. This is not go to go to dinner and talk bad about the church, bad about people. No. That is not what it was being it was holes at you about your not okayness and your right. what was happening to you and what was being caused in you because of what was happening to you. It yeah. was not just sitting around. And I just think that's a point. It was of, not, it was not like, man, the worship's not good. Right. There, where's, where's a discipleship class? It was not, it was not yeah, that I just kind think of that's stuff. Important point of this is, Hey, you're not okay. You haven't been okay. These are the, what I know in your life you've been walking through. Let's talk about how that's being handled for you as a human being. Yeah. Not as, yeah, how and, the worship's going. And so a pivotal, <laughs> right. a pivotal moment yeah. we're at, this restaurant, we're at PF Chang's yeah. in Arlington. Yeah. And Brown booth in the corner. And somebody at the table <laughs> says to me, Trustin, that person is not a good leader. Right, right, right. But I'd been saying this person was the greatest leader I knew for 15 years. Right. Wait a minute. What do you mean you're, they're not a good leader? And I looked down at all the things I was defending that I knew were not right. And I said, uh, I said, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so I got up and I went, I got up and uh, I, I left the table and I went to the bathroom yeah. and I grabbed onto the sink and I had a, um, existential crisis. I had a, yeah. what yeah. a pivotal a shift, shift breaking moment well, we say it there there were scales that were, were like fell from your eyes that got allowed in the moment the hand of grace to be removed and for you to see oh dang and aaron came into the bathroom yeah and uh saw me weeping in yeah. the bathroom which is not i think that's the thing that girls do in their bathrooms it's not a thing that dudes do in their <laughs> bathrooms and aaron <laughs> hugged me and prayed for me and took me back to the table yeah. That moment, yeah. 
could have been my shift into deconstructing the church. Absolutely. That moment could have led to the hurt in me pulling me out of what God had called me to do. Yeah. I was so mad yeah. and right at what I was mad at. Yeah, and hurt deep. And justified. Yeah. And a community of people We're, we're justified with you, yeah, yeah. And I could have allowed that moment for the devil to come in and get a foothold yeah. of my yeah. mind and twist me out of the thing God yeah. called me to. Yeah. And so if you're doing that, rethink it. No, it's so good. It's so important. I'm, I know you've been hurt. Yeah. Me, me too. We'll get into that more next episode. No, yeah. We'll I get think... into a more episode, next episode. But don't let yourself get twisted out of the thing that God's called you, you to do. Right. Because somebody out there is a jerk. Yeah. And if you're at a point of decision in this moment, like hold on, like give yourself until yeah. the next episode for us to talk through because, yeah. um, because one piece of that is like in the midst of the revelation of like, oh man, this is not what it needs to be. This is not healthy. This is not okay. Um, there's wisdom in how you step out, step forward, step mm -hmm. back, step. There's wisdom that we now have that we even didn't have five years ago no. in how to properly, because I can hear the questions. So do I stay at the same church? Do I confront the leader? Do I talk to them? Do I try to, even if that hurt was years ago, do I try to now go have a conversation now to try to heal some stuff? And there's answers to all those questions that we'll do <laughs> next. <laughs> it depends on the, it depends on the person. Yeah, yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, and, and we'll get to some of those questions in our next episode as we talk through some of our, our own stories. Yeah. But if you're at a moment of, of decision, just hold on. Yeah. Give yourself this week to pray. Yeah. Give yourself this time to really get some new fresh oil in you yeah. um, and allow God to speak to you. But man, uh, thanks for being vulnerable. I know that yeah. was like serious to be that vulnerable, That's but okay. thank you. No, thank you. Um, and next week we'll just get super vulnerable because we've all been hurt because we're humans yeah. and we've dealt with people and we've been hurt in church. I've got my stories, you've got yours. And, uh, we all do, and so what you said is so good. Don't allow any uh, anyone or anything to steal what God has for you, and uh, we've all, we're in this together, so yeah. let's do it together. I don't do this very often, but I wanna pray okay. for the audience. Do it. God, thank you uh, for loving us, and I know that there's people that are watching this episode that have experienced a lot of hurt. Yeah. They've, they've been hurt. People have done them wrong or lied or taken advantage or manipulated, or maybe worse. Yeah. Maybe abused. And, and God, I ask that you just begin yeah. to do what only you can. We with our words can do very little compared to what you can do with your love. And so Holy Spirit, I ask that you would go and just begin to heal some wounds and mend some hearts. And Lord, for any of the men or women that are listening that are feeling beat up and broken and all that, that you would let them know that you love them. Yeah. And though man failed them, you won't. It's true. You'll stick closer than a brother. You will never leave us or abandon us. Father, whether someone was hurt as a pastor on a paid staff or whether someone was hurt as a volunteer or an attendee, no matter the barometer of the hurt, God, I ask that you would just allow this conversation this week and of our next week's episode. 
that you would allow this to start a process of healing. It's not just a one time, I'm immediately right. okay. No, it's right. an onion. It's an onion. It's an onion. And I ask that you help them to unpack it so that they can step into the more. I don't want them to step out. Mm. The kingdom needs no, them. That's true. The kingdom needs them. Thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Yep. And if you're watching it, it's not by accident. And if you know someone that needs to hear it, that's good. Send it to them. Send it. Send it. Yeah. Copy, paste it, send it, text yeah. it. Get this message out. Get ready for next week. Love y'all. Love y'all.